Kids, hang in here for just a few minutes because I want to show a video, and then we'll dismiss the kids. I think I saw some sneaking out, right? So uh, not, not yet. Yeah, I've got to introduce it. Okay. So uh, if you want to turn your Bibles to Romans 6, Romans 6, and if you're using this Bible, the green Bible on the way, and it's page 940, otherwise we'll have the verses up here for you. Don't worry about that. But the title for today is A Powerful Picture I got all P's here. A powerful picture of our potential in Christ. Say that ten times fast, all right? A powerful picture of our potential in Christ, Romans 6, 1 to 5. And we're going to see that the Holy Spirit uses baptism as a picture of how we should live this new life in Jesus Christ. The focus of this passage really isn't baptism, but what it, what, what it reminds us on how to live as Christians, how we should live this new life in Jesus Christ. And we're, we have the new baptism video is finished. Thank you, Mark and Andrew, for putting this together, and Andrew for sacrificing himself in the river, as you will see. But we'll, we'll show this uh, video, and, and then the kids will be dismissed. Great job on that, guys. Uh, yeah, beautiful, beautiful. What a day, huh? What a day. You can watch the whole thing live on, on YouTube and our, our website, but you also can we'll watch this highlight tape after, uh, after today. It will be downloaded later today sometime. So uh, what a beautiful, beautiful day. And if you uh, next summer, we're already planning the next one. If you haven't been baptized yet, uh, see me. We're already lining up, so it's going to be awesome, awesome, all right? Uh, the kids already snuck out. That's good. And here we go. So we're baptism. Speaking of baptism, a lot of you know, some of you know I have historical roots with baptism uh, some, uh, and some spiritual roots through the Mayflower. Uh, one of my grandpas is William Bradford and actually had 13 grandparents on the Mayflower. Uh, so I have a lot of connections there, but also there's another spiritual leader that I'm connected to, another grandpa, Roger Williams, Roger Williams. He uh, was chased out of Massachusetts by the Puritans, you know, because he was baptizing believers, because he was baptizing believers like, like the Bible says. So they chased him out of, the, out of Massachusetts, and he went into the wilderness. He befriended the Indians. He became an advocate for them, uh, defended them. And then he went on to establish the colony of Rhode Island. Rhode Island, that's Roger Williams, my grandpa. And he also established the first Baptist church in America. Huh, interesting, right? And now Baptists dwarf the Puritans. <laughs> There's a lot more Baptists than there are Puritans and, and their, and their you know, heritage. And all of the Protestant denominations, uh, there's probably as many Baptists as there are all of them combined. It's crazy, right? So perfect day for the baptism video today because we are hitting baptism in Romans 6. But this passage really isn't about just baptism, but what it represents what it means to us, not just what it represents for the person being baptized, but what it means to us, it's a picture of the powerful, possible potential we all 
have. And that's what Paul's going to drive home here today. So far in Romans, we've seen that the world's unrighteous. You know, that was a hard couple sermons, right? Uh, but, but we can be made right with God by putting our faith in Jesus Christ, his one and only son. We can have peace with God, and we can have a brand new start in our life. No matter what our life is like, we can have a brand new start. And we're going to see in Romans 6, as we hit today and, and going, going forward, Romans 6 are righteous results, the righteous results of putting our faith in Jesus Christ. And today we're going to start with our powerful potential. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the worship. We thank you for the baptism, the reminder that we saw of of just an awesome, awesome day of testimonies and, and baptisms. And Lord, we just pray now that as we look at your word, that your Holy Spirit would speak to each one of us. If we've never put our faith in you, that today would be that day. If we are stuck in our faith somehow, that this would be the day to to wake up and to move forward in our faith. We pray for your mercy and grace to accomplish this, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so let's read it first of all, and I'll use the screen here starting with verse one what shall we say then shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase by no means we died to sin how can we live in it any longer or don't you know that all of us who were baptized in the christ jesus were baptized into his death we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the father we too may live a new life if we have been united with, it, like, with him like this in his death, we will, also be, we will certainly also be united with him in his resurrection. Wow, there's a lot here. Here we go. Verse 1, Paul starts with a crazy question. What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? Because Paul has been preaching about grace. That was the focus of his ministry. We're saved by grace, not by works, not by the law. And so because of that, uh, he, he had starts with this crazy question because he had been teaching that we're saved by faith in God's grace, not following the law, not trying to be good enough. Okay, not trying to be good enough. But some people took Paul's teaching on grace and twisted it. I'm under grace. I'm not under the law, so I can live any way I want. Hmm. I know this sounds crazy to us in America today, the USA today, because no one in the USA today would ever believe or teach this, right? Nobody. This is exactly what the majority of professing Christians either believe or practice today. The woke churches and these woke Christians. Well, I know the Bible says X, Y, and Z, but, but I just feel this instead. I just feel this instead. Uh, celebrities. I'm a, you know, you see them everywhere. Athletes, celebrities, everywhere. You know, I'm a Christian, but their life and beliefs are anything but Christ-like. They're opposite of Christ's teaching, but they're still a Christian, they think. And for a rude awakening, but I hope, I hope they wake up here. Uh, Paul has a response to this crazy talk, this crazy talk from then and now. In verse 2, where he says this, he says, by no means we died to sin. How can we, how can we live it? live in it any longer by no means uh some of your versions might say may it never be it's like he's saying no way that's what the greek is like no way are you crazy Uh, we are dead to sin he says we're we are dead we died to sin we are dead to sin and in the greek this is this is uh when he says we're dead it's in the indicative mood the indicative mood mood means it's a fact it's a fact 
Now remember this, because I'll come back to it later. It's a fact that we are dead to sin. The moment you put your faith in Jesus Christ, you're dead to sin. And then he says, how can someone who is dead still live in sin? It's impossible, right? Then Paul goes on to give up the proof of why it's impossible. He goes on to give the proof why it's impossible and what is possible, we're going to see here. And he uses baptism as the picture proof. Baptism is the picture proof. The first vital truth from baptism is verses 3 and 4. He says, Or don't you know that all of us who are baptized in Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead to the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. The first part, the first vital truth is, is that baptism is a picture of dying with Jesus Christ, of spiritually being crucified with Jesus Christ. Remember Galatians 2.20 when Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ. The moment you put your faith, you say, God, I repent of my sin. I put my faith in your son Jesus to pay for that sin and, and, and to make me right with you, God. The moment you do that, you are crucified with Jesus Christ. We, are, we, are, we died with Jesus Christ. And then with baptism, using the picture of baptism here, when you go under the water, when we go under the water, we go under, it's a picture, it's a reminder that our old sinful self died and was buried. That's what it's a picture of. The moment we repent and put our faith in Jesus Christ, our old sinful self dies. That's the fact. And we are spiritually buried with Jesus Christ. The moment you put your faith in Jesus Christ, if you've done that, you are buried. You, you, you're spiritually, you were put in the tomb with Jesus. That very moment you went into the tomb with him. And when we're baptized, it's a reminder of that. When we're baptized, we go underwater as a picture of what has happened. It's a public witness, right? But it's also a picture of what has happened in our life. And it drives home to us that we are now dead to sin. That's why baptism is so powerful. It's powerful. I, I tell people all the time, you've got to get baptized. It's, it's powerful. Uh, there, you can't, until you experience it, it's hard to even explain it. It's just so powerful. But it's also a reminder to everybody who watches the baptism. Everybody, um, let me just say this again. It drives home to us that we are now dead to sin. That's why it's so powerful. But it's also a reminder to all who are witnessing, to all who are watching, even the video right now. It's, it's also a reminder to all who witness. And that's why it's so touching to watch baptisms. It's a reminder to us the same thing, that we're dead to sin. But that's only half of it. That's only half of baptism. Going under the water, remembering we're dead to sin, that's only half. We don't stay under the water. Some people have, you know, different people have tried to keep my kid under a little longer. I've gotten, you know, here's five extra bucks, yeah? I've gotten some of those jokes, I think. But anyway, uh, but, but we don't stay underwater. We come back up out of the water. In fact, in verse 4, it says, we were therefore buried with him through baptism and death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead to the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. If we've been united with him like this in his death, we will certainly also be united with him in his resurrection. It's a, it's a, we come back out, it's a, a powerful Reminder: Baptism is a powerful reminder of the resurrection of Jesus Christ and his resurrection power in us. We're coming back out. That's a reminder that when we put our faith in Jesus, we were given, we not only did our old self die, but we were given resurrection power. 
We were given that at salvation. The baptism is just a reminder of that. It's just a, a public witness of that. It already happened the moment you put your faith in Jesus Christ. Okay? Uh, but it's a powerful reminder that we have the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. And someday we will be resurrected with Jesus Christ. Unless he comes again before we die. When we die, our spirit goes to be with Jesus in heaven. And someday we'll get a resurrection body at the second coming. We're waiting in heaven for that new body. But we don't have to wait for the resurrection power. We are supposed to, we get it at salvation and we're supposed to live in it now. We don't have to wait for that. We can live in it now. We aren't saved just so we can get eternal life and go to heaven someday. We are saved so that we can live a new life right now, here and now. Let's connect the dots. Here we go. Going to connect the dots. In verse 2, it said we are dead by dead to sin, remember? And I said that was a fact, indicative mood, remember? That's a, that's a fact. But here in verse 4, it says we were therefore buried with him through baptism and the death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life, may live a new life. And this time it's not the indicative. He uses something different in the Greek. He uses the subjunctive. Any English majors out there? The subjunctive. And the subjunctive is the mood of possibility. The fact is we're dead, but now it's the fact is we're, we're dead, but the, the, the possibility is that we may live a new life. The fact is it's now possible to live a new life. You get that? We're dead. It's a fact. But, whether, but we now can. We now may live it. The question is, will we? It's possible. This is possible, but will we? We may, but will we? Will we realize our God-given potential in Jesus Christ? Jesus rose from the dead. We have the same resurrection power available to us right now. Verse 5, when he says, If we have been united with him like this in his death, we will certainly also be reunited with him be united with him in his resurrection. We, we, have that, we have the same resurrection power available to us. So the fact is we're dead to sin. But, the, but that fact makes it possible for us to live. The key question is, will we do it? Will we do it? And next week, don't mess that. I couldn't fit it all in this week. But the steps the, to living this new possible life, there's three key steps in Romans 6, 6 to 14. If anybody can find all three, you get a... Two big money prizes when you come next week. All right? But the steps to living this new possible life, don't miss it. But we have to lay the foundation with this today. Today, the starting point, have you been united with Jesus Christ? Have you died with Jesus Christ? Have you died to your old sinful self? Have you, do you have that new life in Jesus Christ? Have you put your faith in Jesus John 3.16 says this very thing. He says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Have you ever had that time where you put your faith, where you say, God, I don't want my sin anymore. I repent of it. I walk away from it. I believe Jesus died for my sin so that I could be forgiven, so I could have a brand new life. I believe he died on that cross for me and came back to life to to show he had the power over sin and over death. And I put my faith in him, my faith in him, my complete trust in him, my, my dependence on him. Have you ever taken that step of faith? 
I hope you do it today if you haven't. I hope, you, I hope you're doing it in your heart right now. We'll pray in a few moments. Christians, if you've already done it, are we living in Jesus Christ's resurrection power? Are we living in that resurrection power? Do we need reminding? Every time we watch baptism, that's a reminder. For We may not be getting baptized again, but we see someone baptized. We see them go under. We see them come up. That's a reminder. Oh, yeah. That, you know, that's my reminder that I'm dead to sin, that I have a new life in Jesus Christ. That's why it's so touching, right? It's a reminder to us, too. But, but our, do we need that reminding? I hope that this baptism passage today and I hope the video today jogged your memory, right? Sometimes we forget the power. Are we have one of the, one of the things about superhero movies is <clears throat> I love superhero movies, but especially the older ones. But sometimes the superhero, something happens to them and they forget who they are and the power they have. You know what I'm talking about? They have some kind of some villain does something, it takes away their memory, and so here they are with a superpower. But they don't know they have it. They don't even know who they are anymore. They have this amnesia thing going on, right? You know what I'm talking about? A lot of different, uh, different superheroes have done that. And, uh, it, but something then in the show uh, or the movie, something shocks them back to reality, and they remember just in time to save the world. You know, you know, you know they, they, Spider-Man comes to his senses just in time. You, you know what I'm talking about. And that's what baptism should do for us. Every baptism we see should shock us back to our focus, the, the powerful potential that we have in Jesus Christ. That's what it should do for us. Or a lot of times we allow kryptonite in our life. Once again, super, you know, superhero, Superman. Uh, the kryptonite, it, it would drain his power, and I used to hate it, you know. Get up, Superman. Come on. Fight, fight, fight. Remember the little kid, you're all excited, you know, and worried about Superman. And uh, but But we... We also have kryptonite in our life. Every one of us has something, a sin, stronghold, something in our life that drains us spiritually. But baptism is a reminder that, that we're dead to it, that, that we, gotta get, we have to get rid of it. Uh, that's what we have to do. And also talking about baptism today, maybe the, re, being reminded about baptism today is a reminder that you still need to get baptized. I know it's hard to believe, but some people in our church still haven't baptized. I, I already have people lining up for next year. But, but Jesus Christ commanded it. Uh, the apostles in the book of Acts, that's all they did. Uh, believe and be baptized. Believe and be baptized. Uh, Paul stressed it. It's a humble step of obedience. We have to humble ourselves, and we have to obey. It's a humble step of obedience, but it's powerful. I hate for anybody to miss it. It's just powerful. Powerful. It's a powerful reminder of the resurrection power that we have and our potential in Jesus Christ. That's what baptism is. This is vital that, that, we, are, that we have this resurrection power. It's vital to remember every day, every day to remember this. We are dead to sin and we have the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. Really important every day. I'm dead to sin, but I, am, I'm, I have the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. It's vital to remember when, when the world is saying the opposite to us, right? When, our, when the devil is saying the opposite to us. When our flesh and feelings are saying the opposite to us, right? They're all saying the opposite. And yet we know what God's word says and what the Holy Spirit confirms that we are dead to sin and we have the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. We're dead to sin. But the, the problem is, is so many Christians, even though we're dead to sin, a lot of Christians are playing possum. Playing possum. 
on the farm, we had a, I mean, we had possums everywhere, and we had pet, pet possum once. It was so much fun uh, until it got older, and we had to let it go, uh, you know, to get a little wild. But I remember one time we were out down camping when I was a kid, and we were camping, and also we heard the, early in the morning, we heard the dogs attacking something. They're always hunting something. And we all went running out onto the lane from our campsite, and, and they had a possum down on the ground, and they were, like, you know, roughing it up. And, and I, you know, we, come on, get away from that, get away from that, you know, get off of that. And then we chased the dogs away. And and he said, now leave it alone. And but it's too late. It wasn't moving. wasn't moving. So we all went off to do our thing. And we came back later and it was gone. He was playing possum. Now, they don't know if possums actually do it on purpose. They're just smart or they just, it's a built-in defense mechanism. They just faint out of the fear. And, and it, it saves them. They, they think that's probably what it is. They just <laughs> they faint. And then the, the, the predator leaves them alone and they get back up. So, but, but whatever the purpose is, uh, they're not really dead. They're not really dead. There's a lot of Christians. Nobody here, but you might know somebody like this. A lot of Christians uh, spiritually pretending, playing possum, playing possum. Uh, the you know just you know look everything looks good you know but but you know it looked like they really did kill that sin. But but a lot of Christians keep that pet possum around, that pet sin around, and just waiting to wake it up again. You know you know what I'm talking about. Nobody here, but I know you know somebody like this, right? And, and we, we, we put that sin to sleep, but we haven't killed it exactly. It could still come back, and we still do bring it back at times. Wait till next week. Oh, we're going to have fun with that one, all right? But uh, don't miss next week. But, but, but we need to do what the orangutan at the zoo did this week. Did we see that, the orangutan at the zoo? Uh, I can't remember what country it was. It wasn't the U.S., but I just saw the news clip, and I was, the, uh, there was an orangutan in his big enclosure, and a possum had got into the orangutan enclosure and was got into the, the orangutan's food, you know, because they're scavengers. The possums will eat anything they can get. So he was eating the food, and the, the orangutan did not like that. So he grabs the possum, who went like fake stud, you know, climbs up to the top of the enclosure, and threw it like a football. He launched this possum. It was crazy. If you're going to get a chance, it's crazy. And everybody, like, all the, the people at the store are like, <gasps> they're shocked. They're, you know, they didn't grow up on farms, obviously. They're, they're, they're shocked. You know, what's, you know, they're freaked out. They're mortified. But guess what? That possum never got back into the, the orangutan's enclosure again. He was really dead. And that's what we have to do with our possum sins. We, we have to really get rid of it. We have to make sure they're dead for, for sure. That, that, that sin and that old life is really dead and we don't try to bring it back when it's convenient, right? The fact is we are dead to sin so that now we may live in free. It's now possible. And baptism is a reminder of that. And I want to encourage you to keep watching the video. It's going to be on the YouTube. It's going to be on, you know, you're going to be able to watch it and stuff. Uh, I'm going to send out an email so you're going to have a copy of it. I want to encourage you to keep on watching it and, and, and because it's, it's a great reminder. It's a great reminder. I am dead to sin and alive to Jesus Christ. I'm, I can live a new life in Jesus Christ. I'm dead to sin. I can live a new life in Jesus Christ. Don't miss next week because we're going to take right off. We're going to blast off right from this very point. The rest of Romans 6 is powerful. Let's pray. Have you put your faith in Jesus Christ?
have you died to your sin and, and come alive to Jesus Christ? Do you want the new life that Jesus promises each and every one of us? We can all have that by putting our faith in Jesus Christ. It happens in our heart. You may already be praying that in your heart. But, but I always encourage people to, to say a prayer, to, to, to just put an exclamation up on it and to make sure. The simple prayer of faith in God's word that, God, I repent of my sin. I ask you to forgive me for my old life. Everything I've done in my life that goes against your word and your will and your purpose for me, please forgive me. Because I'm putting my faith, my faith, my hope, my trust in Jesus. His death for my sin. He took my place. He took my punishment. I put my faith in him. His resurrection from the dead. To give me a new life, I put my faith in Jesus. I give my life to you, God. If you have prayed that prayer of faith in your heart, out loud, if you have put your faith in Jesus, repenting of your old life, then something incredible has just happened. You, you're in for the shock of your life because you just died. You died. Your old self is dead. Not just playing possum, but it's really dead. And the old things that you used to do are not going to interest you anymore. The old sins are not going to, you're not going to enjoy them anymore. You're going to have the conviction of the Holy Spirit now. Because he wants you to live a new life. A way better life. An awesome life. The life you were created to live. You now have new life in Jesus Christ. You're a brand new person with superhero power it's the power of jesus christ and i want to encourage you if you've taken that step of faith to tell someone maybe of a family member or friend here or someone at work or you know someone at school let somebody know so that we could be excited for you and, and encourage you if tell me on the way out fill up the card you know stick it in the box let somebody know For those who are already Christians, how is the Holy Spirit speaking to us? What possum do we need to launch? Something in our life that we're dead to it, but we still keep it around. Hoping to get some kind of enjoyment out of this corpse. Are we living in Jesus Christ's resurrection power before we can go into next week and take these important steps that we got to come to this are we living in jesus christ resurrection power are we reaching our full potential 
Father, I pray that every one of us will really do business today and this week so that next week we could really take some really vital steps forward spiritually in our life. I pray that you would convict us and we would make up our minds to be ready to receive your grace as we'll see next week. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope you have a wonderful day ahead today and a wonderful week as well. Thanks for being here.